0: Pre-record on my count, seven, six,
2: five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
3: Hour. All right, let's go, Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us around the state. Bob Getty, Kelly Center. We're in the Southern Bank Court Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, he's in the Southern Bank Court Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in or online. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Got a great show for you today. We believe Heathenton from Big Gold Nation. Joining us a little later in the program, Joey Hawkins, great friend of all of ours and a really longtime uh, high school uh, athletic uh, official and coach. And they're going to have, I think, an interesting conversation with him about what all these true freshmen on the Southern Miss baseball pitching staff are facing when, when you make that transition uh, from high school to Division One. I uh, want to thank Dickey's Barbecue for sponsoring this segment of the show. Great people there. We're going to be at Fuzzy's Tacos tomorrow. Speaking of Dickie's Barbecue, kind of intertwined companies there. And I uh, look forward to that. Dickey's, great place to cater your next event. Fuzzy's as well. And uh, we'll give you a live update on just how good the Fuzzy's is uh, the food is at Fuzzy's tomorrow. Are you are you going healthy as you have in the past? And are you going with salads? Or what are we going to
2: do? Oh, really, and I, and I know you think that, that oh, Mexican food isn't that good. But there's a lot of really good, you know, fairly nutritious Mexican food. So anytime you get any of those salads, you can't go too wrong. And if anybody I know worries about nutritious food, it would be you, Kelly Satter. Good lord! Well, my problem is I have just too much of any any food. But before Bob, before we go on, I just want to wish Luke a happy birthday. He's forty. He's forty. How Dude. old? How old? Forty. Four zero. Forty.
0: And, and just so you 40. know, right now, forty. The, I have a friend, a very close friend. Okay, so my my truck is parked out in front of my in front of the studio right now, Central Avenue, right. And Lauren wrote all of it this morning. But Ben Wimpigler and I are watching right now as one of my friends who's a banker in Laurel is now putting more black balloons in well, my truck as I speak. Well, you're you're
2: right o- now.
3: You're over halfway to 80, officially. So, well,
2: I mean, it's, it's, it's fitting. Well, and two things. The balloons are going to be shot down by the Biden administration, so you don't have to worry about There's those. There's an F-15 on the <laughs> way Dude, they to Dude, right they can't take out this many. And, and you said you have a, yeah. a close friend that's doing this. At your age, you won't be keeping that friend very long. Yeah,
0: I have to say guys i definitely knew about this lauren told me last night
3: i was fully aware that's why I'm that this sit- was about to happen yeah that's why i'm sitting in here waiting so okay, wow well that's good you deserve it luke thank you thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right uh lady eagles getting set to play arkansas state tomorrow night at five o'clock before we get to that real quick uh luke update the uh the game right now that will have some effect on who the men play <laughs>
0: Yeah, so Appalachian State and South Alabama playing right now. 218 to go in the game. South Alabama up 62 57. They just scored now, so 74 57. App State has got two minutes to catch back up in this you, one. You, but... you knew
3: it was going to happen. South Alabama, you knew it. All right. Meanwhile, the women will play Arkansas State tomorrow at five o'clock. The first Golden Eagle team on the floor will be the ladies at uh, five o'clock. 20 and nine on the season. They're going to be led, of course, by Dominique Davis. We've talked about all year. She's first team all-conference, has battled uh, really a badly injured back all year, but will be leading the charge tomorrow night at 5. And we talked to Dominique about uh, when she found out she had been named all-conference. And listen to what this kid gives credit to. She gives credit as she always does to her teammates. Okay, Dominique Davis, back on the Super Talk Eagle Hour, all-conference guard in the Sun Belt. Where were you when you heard the news? What does it mean to you to uh, get first-team all-conference?
4: Oh, uh, I was here after practice. Uh, coach let us know, and um, it feels good, you know, to come into the conference and, and be recognized uh, in that way, so it feels good, but I couldn't do it without my teammates, my coaches, my family, and our support staff, so it just is amazing.
3: So you did that. You managed to accomplish that, but you've been battling a herniated disc in your back all year. How difficult has that been, Dominique?
4: Um, it's been pretty tough. You know, it's, it's the first time I actually had something this serious, you know, um, but I'm a tough tough kid, you know, and I pushed through it. I wanted to play, and I knew my team needed me to play, so we just worked on it every day. And and mentally, I just kind of just pushed myself through it. So, you know.
3: All right, the team's 20-9. and You probably don't remember this, but we we did the Eagle Hour from your golf tournament last Mm -hmm. year, and you and Malia and Rose Warren were upstairs with us, and all three of y'all predicted you were going to win the Sun Belt.
4: Yes, yeah, sir. That have been a goal since we came in as a group. Uh, when the new girls came in, and we all came in and set our goals with the coaches, and our goals was to come into this conference and definitely let them know who Southern Miss was, and I think we did exactly that, uh, being able to get a share of the title. So 20-9, so and nine, what has been
3: the secret to the team's success?
4: Don't give up. We've been down in a lot of things, and in the games and things and um we had a lot of ugly wins but this team has a lot of fight and that's one thing you can't do when we play games you can't count us out so it was it was a tough we had a lot of battles with injuries this year but like I said we have a tough group of girls and, and we wanted to win and we wanted to get bring a ring uh for the team and bring a championship back to Southern Miss. And following
3: you all year, I know that you've had a lot of really close games, both wins and losses. I think back to that Marshall game where we steal the ball at the end of the game and you think maybe you're going to win. doesn't happen. But those close games, I think, have to be an advantage for you coming into the postseason.
4: Definitely. Uh, we know how to win now. We've been in those close battles. We're, we're definitely battle-tested. So going into this uh, conference, we can look back on that. Like Some teams can't can't really look back and uh, see if they had close games or had to come back. We, we've had to do that multiple times, uh, out of conference and in conference. So when we go to this tournament, we can just fall back on. We've been there before, so we can just take a breath and then do what we have to do.
3: All right, compare the Sun Belt, now that you've got a year under your belt, to the previous league.
4: Uh, it's faster. These uh, it's really guard heavy. Like we we kind of seen coming in, but it's a great great teams, you know. Uh, but it definitely is is a faster pace. It's, it's more guard oriented and instead of just banging down there with all those posts. But it's a great. We have a great set of teams, and they have some really good players in this league. So I think I think we did really well coming to this conference.
3: You think people that don't follow the game closely understand how physical it is? women's basketball and the Sun Belt was pretty physical
4: definitely uh I think the refs they kind of let us let us play more than usual you know and then we had some rough ones where we kind of did get into it with those teams so it's definitely a physical game and the uh physicality we put our bodies through is is it's one of a kind definitely but it was it was a battle Sun Belt is definitely a battle uh conference and that's why I feel like we're battle tested
3: you got a lot left to play for this year and only one senior on this team the future looks pretty bright from where I'm sitting
4: definitely we have a, a good bit of everybody coming back me I know last year we lost four to five people and then before the season started we lost two more people so uh this year we're just losing Lauren yes it's a big loss in her leadership but I think um our juniors that are coming back that are going to be seniors and everybody else moving up a class uh they'll take their ownership and leadership and um We'll just – we'll really just be able to continue to move on because we won't have to re-try to figure things out. We'll add two really good freshmen to it. And I think think next year is going to be pretty scary even more.
3: Uh, Final question, I've watched you play all year, and it seems pretty clear to me that uh, since transferring from LSU, you found a home at Southern Miss.
4: Definitely. I love it here. The fans are amazing. Uh, our booster club is amazing. They come, they message us on social media and stuff, just encouraging us. But I definitely did, and that's all thanks to uh, Coach McNillis and her coaching staff. They they really trusted me and haven't stopped trusting me since I got here, and they have, they've allowed me to just grow and, and be myself and play the game.
3: All right, first-team all-conference guard, congratulations. Thank you. All right, Kelly, you and I have talked to a lot of athletes uh, this year they all have that same. They, they all they all give credit to their teammates. They all give credit to the coach. A
2: bunch of unselfish kids at Southern. Miss. It's a team sport. I mean, if you want to be selfish, then you need to play tennis, bowling, fishing, you know, whatever, golf. Um, but it is a team sport, and and to really have that attitude goes goes a long way. Now they've got to beat Arkansas State for a third time. Not easy. No, and you got Connor McNellis on that set. Look, nobody knows. Coach McNellis, like Connor McNellis. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Joy kind of commented on the show earlier this week, Bob, it scares her to death, regardless that it's Arkansas State. But Luke, to beat somebody three times in one season.
0: Yeah, but there's like vested interest there though. Sure. You you because the person that gets the last laugh is the person that gets to take it into the next season. No so, question. No. Go go for Joy. Hey guys, real real yeah, quick update. update us. Yeah, so South Alabama just uh, went up six. So it looks like the Eagles will play South Alabama. Ten seconds left to go on the clock. And that game will be tomorrow... And uh Eagles will take on South or, I'm sorry, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday at eleven thirty AM. But yeah, looks like South Al's about to close this one out. <laughs> I believe we could go play in a tournament in Japan
3: and South Alabama would be the first to play.
2: <laughs> That's they're, what I think. They're gonna find us. They're gonna seek hey, us
3: out. Just,
0: just so you know there's apparently now they counted. There's seventy five black balloons in my truck right now. Seventy five. As,
2: well, as old as you guys are. Well, it's interesting because I just got a text from the Claiborne wanting your contact yeah. information. Be careful about be
3: careful about poking fun at people's <laughs> ages, old man. Your, your youth
2: is in the past. Hey, Al Holder gets a $50 referral fee up at Shady Acres. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly <laughs> right. We'll be right back. To the Eagle Hour.
2: The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
3: All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. It will be South Alabama. Did you figure it would be anywhere else? Uh, South Alabama defeats uh, App State in the opening round of the men's basketball tournament. So it's all set up now. Uh, The Lady Eagles will play Arkansas State tomorrow night at 5. The men will play South Alabama Saturday at 1130. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. They're located on Hardy Street. I guarantee you they have a huge array of basketball and baseball apparel. Miss Kathleen is a princess, and uh, we hope that uh, you'll tell her, her good buddies on the Eagle Hour, said hello the next time you're there. Also, I want to thank Janakin, the king of clean. The Jana King team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, Medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They can clean your business, too. For more information, go to com. That's com. And, send are you impressed at how I spit that out, com.
2: Well, was, King, the king of clean. Yeah, because it usually takes a little while for your new teeth to you know, to to get, work, to yes. get adjusted in and there, I have yeah. to focus the bifocals, <laughs>
3: yeah, get the dentures just right, right when I can say things like JanakinCleans.com. Well,
2: well done, and I'll tell you, Bob, the Golden Eagle men's basketball team—they got what they wanted. They after they yeah, were they, em, after they were embarrassed <laughs> in Mobile a couple of weeks ago, they said, "We want South Al," and that's what they've got. Yeah. All right, Heath, Big Gold Nation, uh, joins the Eagle
3: Hour. And uh, so tell us, Heath, uh, how you like uh, the Arkansas State uh, Lady Eagle matchup and the South Owl men's matchup.
5: I'll go with the women first. I like the women's matchup in this tournament because of the size the Lady Eagles have up front and their ability to score inside. Uh, high percentage shots fall a lot better than outside shots. And look, the Southern Miss isn't a great – the ladies aren't a great three-point shooting team, but they're so good in the post and their interior pass, and they play such good defense. I think they bought something a little different to the uh, conference this year with the size they have, and I kind of like that. I like them in uh, the tournament because of that. So, and, and then, Dom, what can you say about her? Nothing more than spectacular. She has been incredible this year. Um, and then the men. They want South Alabama. Here we go. Let's tee it up. Let's play. Uh, it's a rivalry. Neither one of them really like each other. Uh, they don't like to be called South Al for some reason. I haven't figured that one out. But uh, hey, the tournament basketball. When's the last time at Southern Miss that we've that, that people been excited about the conference tournament? About baseball. About football. Spring practice starting and softballs off to twelve. I mean, it's 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 a great time for Southern Miss athletics right
2: now. Well, the, one of the other things, Heath, you have to think about with the Arkansas State matchup with the women is Arkansas State, now this will be three games in three days. Um, so you'd have to – I would think that would be advantageous to the Lady Eagles, too, the fact that Arkansas State's got to be wearing down just a little bit.
5: I think it is. I, I, I agree We. I think just stamina-wise, it's tough to play those three uh, three games over, you know, five days like that sometimes you look at the bracket, though, and with, with this Sunbelt bracket, you got Southern Miss as a, a one seed, but there may be a chance that, you know, you look at a team, a four seed, maybe playing an 11 seed. Or I think they ought to play the first two rounds, reseed it, and then put your top four in and play it that way. I kind of wish they had done it like that, but they're doing it this way. So um, it's it's the tournament bracket's a little odd with the double by – and then not reseeding and go ahead and set up your opponent. Maybe it's easier, but I think Southern Miss, especially the men, if you're one seed, you shouldn't have to play, you know, one of the top remaining seeds left in the tournament. You ought to be playing, you know, a, a lower seed than that. So uh, for the women, it works out to where they do get to play a team because they were the number three seed, but the men maybe, you know, kind of, Maybe got the end in the deal because
2: of the bracket a little bit. Well, I, I like the idea of the double-buy because it puts more emphasis on your regular season body of work. And it also minimizes the chance that somebody could get red hot at the last minute, you know, and win the tournament and steal potentially the one berth to the NCAA tournament. Now, obviously, the games have got to be played. But if you're, uh you know, you're really going to have to earn it coming from the, you know, lower seeds – up to the top seeds in order to, to win that, you know, to win the berth. So I kind of like that. You're, you, I,
5: I like the double buy. Yeah. I just wish they would reseed it after the first two rounds. That's all. I, I like the double buy. Just reseed it after the first two rounds to where you have the number one seed playing the lowest remaining seed and not the highest remaining seed. I like the double buy, and I agree with you. I think it's, it's right. But maybe reseeding after quarterfinals might be a good idea, too.
0: So yeah, if, if if you did that, you if if you allowed you know the first round is really like a first four. It's not technically a, a a round one because um you you have the the buys. But yeah, the 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 lowest remaining seed right now would be Arkansas State. Second lowest would be Texas State. Arkansas State's the thirteenth, so I I get that, and I think it's a good idea. I just think that you know once you set the bracket, you get you got to roll with it. All right, um Heath, let's switch to baseball. Um. Kind of completely different. Eagles have uh, scored a lot of runs the last four games. Um, Just have been walking and hitting too many people. Kind of your analysis so far.
5: Yeah, well, they're right around 60 in their last four games of leaving players on base. I mean, it's – and then pitching, it's walks. Walks get you in trouble, and it seems like the pitchers are also – they have two outs, they get two strikes on a batter, and they just can't get that third strike. The strikeout total has not been what it was last season, and that's going to happen because you got a young pitching staff, and yeah, you got starters that hadn't started before except for Adams, and he pitched pretty well. But you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a learning process with these pitchers. They're young; they're going to have to figure out who's going to go where, who's going to do what, who's going to be a guy I can trust in middle relief, who's the guy that I can bring in the. You know, sit these type of batters down. Maybe it's a lefty on lefty. Maybe there's a righty that's tougher on lefties than righties. As the season progresses, it's going to be a learning curve. But I kind of trust Oz to get the staff worked out. But the walks, uh, hit batters with two strikes, uh, hit batters with two strikes is just—I know Coach Oz pulling his hair out of that one. Yeah. Um, but leave it. But leaving teams. Getting two outs and then back-to-back walks put a runner in scoring position and giving up a single and a run—that's killing. That's killing Southern Miss right now on the baseball field. And batting the middle of the order has got to do something.
0: Yeah, yeah just be see, honest. The
5: middle of order has got to step up. Got
0: to see a little more production. Got to see production out of Peito and, and Sargent. Any idea why Billy Oldham didn't pitch uh, Tuesday? I mean, are we may see him this weekend, or was it just the fact that you know he threw Saturday and they didn't throw him Tuesday? I
5: he had some tightness, if I'm not mistaken, and they just didn't want to throw him. So I think uh, you may see him this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I may be wrong on that, but I believe he had some tightness, and he could pitch, they just didn't want to, want, Bob, want to make him.
2: Well,
3: spring football, Bob. Yeah, how about spring football? We uh, talked to the two new quarterbacks yesterday, transferring from Clemson, transferring from Houston. Big strapping guys, Heath. Big, tall, athletic-looking kids, Uh I told Kelly when I got back I wouldn't be surprised if, if we had met one of the two starters come this fall yesterday.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's – uh, the coach, coach even said in practice today that, you know, they're going to give everybody a turn with the ones, but when you're at practice and you see, you know, two new guys, uh, Wiles and Edwards, it's just a different presence back there. Uh, the young freshman Crawford, I mean, he's not uh, – Cleared for contact, but just throwing the ball, he's looked pretty impressive too. So I, I think quarterback room they've upgraded. I think he likes what he has, and I think he's gonna. Everybody Wilkes, uh, Wild Edwards, they're all gonna get a chance to run with the ones and see what they do, and he's going to uh, evaluate from there. But I think it's really a step forward what they have in the uh, quarterback room now going forward. I think Coach Hall knows that. You know, he likes what so he has offensive line. He really likes his running backs. Uh, Got to find that go-to receiver to replace the Brownlee. But the offense has some weapons and some pieces coming back. If they get a
2: quarterback, it could be exciting.
3: Well, I think they're a quarterback away from contending for the championship, Mr.
2: Santa. I, I, I just hope coming out of spring that there is a clear-cut QB1 going into the fall so that you're not – you know, because really when you start fall practice, you only have about two and a half, three weeks to get ready for the opener, mm-hmm. right? So if, if you're still battling for that QB1 position in the fall, then, you know, there's always going to be that in the back of your mind, oh, here we go again. We don't have the guy, you know. So I, I hope if nothing else emerges from spring drills, it'll be that Will Hall is comfortable with who his clear-cut QB1 will be. Yep.
3: All right, Heath, we appreciate your input. How can people join Big Gold Nation?
5: Oh, just go to southernmiss.rivals.com or Google Big Old Nation and join uh, for the uh, join per month for the year. We just put articles out. We got a conference tournament preview. We talked about spring practice. We got a baseball preview. So uh, a lot of good stuff out and a lot of good conversations. So come on and join with us.
3: All right, glad you're with us, uh, Heath, every week. We appreciate your input. Glad you're with us, too, everybody. We'll be right back. More Eagle Hour on the other side of the break.
2: To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
3: Hey, welcome back. You know, Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson continues with the old jokes as if he's some spring chicken now,
2: you know. it's he's. I don't think the reality has set in just quite. Well, add the AARP to the list of people inquiring mm-hmm. for Luke's contact They'll info. Be get,
3: he'll be getting some info sure. in the mail pretty soon. Four Street Bar and Grill sponsors this segment of the show. They're going to have a big kickoff party for basketball Saturday morning, some Bloody Marys, breakfast stuff, and uh, you can go down and uh, have a good time at Four Street Bar and Grill. Take in the uh, men's basketball game at eleven thirty. Ladies will be on tomorrow at five. I'm, I'm assured of that. So, uh, Four Street Bar and Grill, great place uh, to be hanging out this weekend. Remember, you hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify. Sit your tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Everyone but Kelly, and Alexa, no other female anything response to anything <laughs> kelly says so no no question that uh, no surprise i should say that alexa does not work at kelly's house okay so the so the golden eagles the other night uh, had a rough night uh, on the mound uh hit five batters walked eight against mississippi state pitched three true freshmen uh luke is our statistician for the eagle hour and he tells me that five true freshmen have pitched so far this year for the Golden Eagles, one redshirt freshman. So a total of six freshmen on the mound in the first two weeks uh, for Southern Miss baseball. No one would have a better idea of how difficult uh, that is than our next guest, Joey Hawkins, is a longtime uh, legendary high school uh, coach, coached uh, football and uh, won state championships in football. Last count, I think he had 787 track championships. Uh, is that a right coach? Seven hundred and eighty seven. No. Is that correct? No, it wasn't that many. It wasn't that many. How many was it, Coach Hawkins? Uh sixteen. Sixteen high school track
2: championships. In dog years, though, that's seven eighty seven. That's seven eighty seven.
3: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, with yeah. with your skills, do you think you could show Kelly Sander how to maybe walk across the parking lot or or maybe walk a quarter of a mile. Would that, would that be possible?
1: I could get Kelly in the senior shot put
2: championship.
1: <laughs> senior. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, Kelly, how old are you exactly?
2: Yeah, but what you're not telling people, Coach Hawkins, is my opponent would be an East German woman named Helga. You know? <laughs> Answer
0: the question, Santer. Answer the question. I mean,
1: Kelly, you've been around a long time. I mean, you're I – mean, yeah. You're
2: a household name in What yeah. What's your age? I'm in my early 60s. Yeah. Answer the yeah. question, he,
3: uh you? you know, Coach, I, the other day we were talking uh, We were talking to Joy Lee McNellis, actually, and, and we were going back to the uh, beignet eating contest that occurred at MoBay Beignet Company between Kelly and Luke, and at one point after Luke had just trashed him and put the contest away, Kelly poured a bunch of powdered sugar on top of his head, and I thought the coach had the perfect description. She said the picture reminded her of Santa Claus.
2: And I, and I used to hold her in such high esteem. You know,
3: His
0: name is Santa Claus now. That's
3: Santa funny. Claus, yes. All right, Coach, uh, we wanted to bring you on the show because we wanted to get your opinion on something. As I said at the start, five true freshmen, one redshirt freshman, so six freshmen taking the mound for Southern Miss so far, and they've played against – the University of Illinois out of the Big Ten, Liberty, a, a two-year-in-a-row regional baseball team, and then, obviously, legendary Mississippi State Tuesday night. And as I told you this morning, it just appeared to me that that was a, that was a huge step. You know, we had a kid the other night that, that had pitched at Benton Academy, uh, and, you know, he finds himself a year later at the Mississippi Brave Stadium, 7,000 people there, Mississippi State staring him in the eyes that's try to put in perspective how difficult to transition that is and how fans should understand that you have to give these kids some time.
1: Well, that's a pressurized moment for anyone in that situation, experienced relief pitcher, but you got a newcomer on the scene and, uh, you know, Oz now, he, he, he's one of the best pitching coaches in the nation and baseball. It's just hard to control everything, but, uh, that is a tough situation coming out there in that that type of atmosphere in that game. And, uh, you know, that's a a big chore for a young man. But uh, I will say this, he made some great plays. He came in and pitched in against Liberty, and he's got a great career ahead. But, yeah, a lot of times it's just too many good players in this league. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's a tough way to try to try to get them out of the end. Yeah,
3: And isn't it more than just the, the transition to the level of competition? I mean, your whole life is changing. You're leaving home for the first time. You know, you're living away from your parents probably for the first time. Yes. You're, you're in this environment where there's there's a lot of kids a lot older than you. You're on a team where you may have guys that are four or five years older than you. It's just a lot to take in. Am I, am I not right about that? Oh, yes,
1: yes. I mean, it's tough. It doesn't matter if you play it or not play anything. Your freshman year is a just a huge, huge uh, transitional time for anyone. I know. Uh, I don't want to tell on the air what my GPA was my freshman year.
3: <laughs> but I, yeah, they're not good. Is
2: that right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I had it. I had it both my semesters. Up. Uh, together and barely got a four point.
2: Well, Joey, I want to ask you though. Generally in society, we think that freshmen are maybe you know a lot softer than of a generation ago. But I contend that freshman athletes are tougher than a generation ago. Agree? Disagree? Why or why not?
1: Yeah, I think so. You know, back you know, in, you know, back in the you know my days, you know, you you had a freshman team. You know, right. freshman basketball team, freshman football team. Now they get thrown in the fire right out of the chute.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, and they have to be tougher.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And baseball, look. When twenty when Ron Polk got here, it changed the atmosphere. Everybody played like 12 games in baseball, except a couple of teams down in South Mississippi that loved it. Baseball and then the coach was the number three assistant on the football team. He got a twenty he got maybe a, a eight hundred dollar supplement. There was no coaching in baseball. Ron Pope changed it. And uh, and you can see what baseball is now in Mississippi. It's incredible.
3: No, no question. All right look so get in the, here. Three of
1: the top uh colleges in the state. Right. In the nation.
3: Lamona said as much the other night. The Mississippi State coach said that after the game, That you know, the competition is tremendous and Southern Miss was a great program and there were three great
0: programs in Mississippi. He, he was also saying a lot during the game too. Anyway, yes. um, that, that, uh, the, the umpire behind the plate had something to do with it. Anyway, Coach Hawkins, we talked to Coach Barry about this and you can speak to it from coaching multiple sports. It just seems like the art of the multi-sport athlete, uh, is less than what it used to be. I was a, I was a uh, three-sport letterman in high school and, and Coach Barry and it seems like other coaches too feel like um, they would much rather have those at the collegiate level because the entire body is able to you know, be worked out rather than just having a specialization. It seems like there's more injuries that occur uh, when, when kids specialize with with only one sport and don't do anything else with their body during their high school career.
1: You're definitely correct. I'll tell you this, I'll never forget this. We had Mike Bianca on our show, and Neville Barr asked him, he says, do you like to recruit football players for your baseball program? And this is what he said. It was profound. He says, Yes. He says, Usually they're tougher because they've been in physical, you know, play for a long time. He said, But the main reason we like football players, you ask a baseball player how they did last night, and he'll go, Well, uh, I went one for four. You ask a football player how they did, and they said, well, We won 21 to seven. <laughs> you see, it's a little different deal. Or, or you may ask a pitcher, So, well, I had a tough night. They don't even give you the score. He said, You know, I, I didn't get to say, and so football and these other sports, basketball. I mean, you want multiple sports athletes if you can get them.
3: Right. All right, coach. What's your message to Southern Miss baseball fans that are frustrated with the pitching right now, with six freshmen uh, in you know on the field a lot? What would be your message uh, as a longtime coach to fans about that?
1: Well, well two things, and this is really unbelievable. One you got uh Ostrander's one of the greatest pitching coaches in the nation. So uh, we're in good hands there. Number two is, I want you just to just reflect, last year in March, late March, everybody was going to fire Bianco. The fans were down. <laughs> good point. They went from number one. They lost seven out of eight. They were going to fire him, and guess what they're doing now? They're actually building a statue in front of the stadium of Mike <laughs> Bianco. So just hang on and trust your coaches.
3: No, you're right. All right, uh, Coach uh, is one of the co hosts of Inside the Locker Room. It's on Super Talk. Who's on the show tonight, Coach?
1: We got a great show. We got Robert Kayak. He was a former NFL player, Ole Miss football player back in the heyday in the late 50s and was chancellor for 14 years. And then we got Bruce Blackman, Moonlight Feels Right, Greenville, Mississippi, 1964 440 yard champion. And he's got another hit out. He's 76. You're the reason it's gone to number two on the beach charts all over America.
3: All right, nice. coach. And I guess we'll be
0: hearing some Motown in the breaks.
1: You all Motown, all Motown, baby. Always remember that. <laughs> hey,
0: coach. They're making fun of me because it's my birthday. You, you verified that that forty that I ran was legit. It, that it's a that good is time. Good.
1: That was good. Especially for, you know, a punter and stuff like that.
0: Especially for <laughs> seventeen a time yeah. Especially for an
1: old track punter. coach champion yeah. guys. Old punter. Hey a five hey, a five two laser is a four eight nine handheld. You tell everybody you broke five flat and look, when I get through training Kelly, he's gonna break five flat one more time.
2: There we uh, go. You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Bad sell <laughs> signal. Thanks,
3: Coach. Joey Hawkins, everybody <laughs> on the Eagle hour. Kelly's never gonna break a five two anything. I don't want to. we'll, we'll be back.
2: Southern Miss to the top.
0: Final segment on the Eagle Hour on this Thursday, brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. Great facilities, pro shop. It's all there at D1 and DBAT. Home to Luke Johnson, 489. Handheld 40, guys, 5'2", laser. Really great facility, though. We appreciate our, our friends um, at D-Bat, We and should have D-1. never allowed that to happen. You <laughs> I, I didn't say it. We had an expert on the show who who just should spoke never allowed to that. it. Commentary. Southern Bancor Studios, Luke Bob and Kelly. Softball last night falls 5-0 to tonight. ranked Alabama. Lady Eagles uh, fall to still 12-2 on the year. Still such a great start for Natalie Poole and her ladies. Uh, they will... Head over to Atlanta, Georgia, uh, probably heading there today, the I-75 Challenge where they will take on Kennesaw State, Georgia Tech, and Brown University over uh, the weekend. Updated basketball championship bracket on the women's side. Southern Miss will play Arkansas State tomorrow at 5 p.m. The slate of games tomorrow. Marshall and James Madison at 11.30, Troy and Old Dominion at 2, Lady Eagles, Arkansas State at 5, and then the nightcap, Texas State and App State. That's on the women's side. On the men's side, South Alabama just defeated Appalachian State. They'll take on the Golden Eagle men Saturday morning at 11.30. Troy and Arkansas State getting ready to tip off here in a minute, Old Dominion, Texas State at 5, Georgia Southern and ULM at 7.30. All right, we do want to mention this. Um, Louisiana Tech last night was playing up in Oxford, where the Golden Eagles will play on Tuesday, and uh, Diamond Dogs took a lead in the top of the seventh. It was 5-4, to four. and this is an official statement on Twitter from the Louisiana Tech Athletics Department. After retaking the lead, 5-4, to four, still threatening in the top of the seventh inning, the game went into a weather delay due to lightning in the area. Nearly two hours later, the Bulldogs and Rebels were set to resume play at 7.45. It was not long after that when the contest was put back into a weather delay and ultimately called off. Due to NCAA rules, the score reverts to the last completed inning, which was the sixth when Ole Miss was leading 4-3. to At no point during the two-hour plus rain delay were there any plans to tarp the field if heavy rain became an issue. We approached Ole Miss, offering to return to Oxford to finish the game at a future date, possibly as early as next week. However, the Rebels' head coach said his administration will not allow him to resume the game, according to Bulldog head coach Lane Burrows. While we were in total agreement of the decision to delay play due to the weather, we are disappointed our student athletes will not have a chance to determine the outcome on the field at a later date. Close quote. Thoughts?
3: You guys remember a couple of years ago, Ole Miss went to Louisiana Tech and the Bulldogs beat them ten to nothing. They were supposed to play two games, and suddenly the next day, Ole Miss was struck with COVID and had to just go on back to Oxford because a couple of their players had COVID. Louisiana Tech seems to have their number. And, uh, I mean, I guess the rules are the rules, but uh, that's not a good look.
2: I think I think my dad always used to use the phrase, it stinks to high heaven. Yeah, it's not a good look. Um, and, yeah, it, it really isn't. Um, but there, But, again, you can always blame, well, it's – that's, that's the rule. You've got to change it to, yes,
0: if you cannot make up the game, because they deal with this on the West Coast with, with, uh, sometimes like late nights or darkness or other stuff like that. And in other places of the country where they make it up, if you cannot make up the game, it needs to be a no contest. If it, if it happens like this, right, there, there's no reason in the world. And you know, I, I'm not saying there's a conspiracy, but I am saying that if you don't, you know if you if it's lightning but then you don't tarp the field in a good faith effort you know to try to continue the game then you shouldn't be awarded the win it should be a no contest
2: which means that's, which means old miss would not be credited with a win nor louisiana tech charged with a loss and
3: that's what would be fair yes. if the game were not completed i, I agree I agree. Uh, You know, they do that out in California a lot, because if they run out of avocados at some point during the game, they have to stop. (laughs) Well, they're leaving. People are going home. People are not going to tolerate
0: that. It's just,
2: you know. (laughs) Between that and tofu. It's a – No tofu, no game. And
0: and there are are teams that, you know, it's pretty obvious, and I'm not accusing Ole Miss of this last night, but I am saying there have been teams where it's been fairly obvious that they did not try to (laughs) – make the game an effort, you know, to, to mm-hmm. and they use that rule in order to get out of a loss or to to, to whatever. It, it's just they need to change it. it it's no. like targeting in football. It needs to be addressed because it hurts people. The, the game is not decided by the actual dudes on the field. No, that's right.
3: All right, Eagle Hour will be at Fuzzy's Tacos tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. We're going to hear from Austin Crowley. You told me something pretty shocking about all-conference, Sun Belt Newcomer of the Year, Austin Crowley, Something he does before games. Do you want to share that? Let let this simmer
2: a little bit with our listeners. Well, We could call this is called a tease in the business, Bob. We could just kind of let's just wait and and reveal it tomorrow. Okay, but but he you know, some people listen to certain songs. Some people like pitcher Justin Verlander, you know, the uh, uh, Cy Young Award winner. He will Mm -hmm. eat Taco Bell Mm -hmm. before every game. Mm -hmm. Austin Crowley makes sure that that. Something is right before the game that I think that you'll find really interesting. And even the Southern Miss sports information people didn't know this until we found it out together today. Talk to Austin today at practice. We'll have his interview tomorrow.
3: Kudos for manning up and admitting it, but we'll see tomorrow at one o'clock. We'll probably be eating some tacos too.
0: I'm, about to, uh, I'm about to go wade through these balloons in my truck. Apparently they have glitter in them too, so I hope I don't bust well
2: any. The Eagles getting ready for Dallas Baptist, a big baseball series coming up big this weekend we'll as well. We'll talking about that tomorrow as well. All right, Fuzzy's Tacos tomorrow. Come by and see us if you're out. And until then,
3: Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. top. I